Now we've been listening to a, a great series um, from, uh, for the last couple of weeks and so it's with uh, great pleasure that I introduce our speaker for this morning to continue that series. Come on up, Nathan, give him a big hand. Thank you very much. The Good Life. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the last couple of weeks. I have. Uh, I, I was reflecting this morning, and probably say a little bit more later, that I was expecting to kind of talk through some of the shorter, punchy bits of Proverbs as we uh, went through. Uh, but as we were doing Explore My Strange Bible this year, right across the year, across all of the other sort of sub-themes we're doing, uh, the whole point of that Exploring My Strange Bible is to dig in and, and to explore bits that we might not have otherwise. And as I've uh, been digging into study to figure out what to share and how to share it, uh, I, I too have been on a journey of learning and, and exploring it and, and discovering uh, so much more than just a series of one-line uh, bits of wisdom, but the the uh, themes and the threads through there, and we'll talk more about that. So hopefully you've enjoyed the last two weeks, and uh, today is the last of The Good Life, and uh, as I said, we're looking through the book of Proverbs and talking about wisdom. Uh, but first, before we go any further, um, I'm not sure if this is wise or not, but I've wanted to do this for a long time. If you've got an iPhone, can you just uh, pull it out of your pocket, please? And uh, potentially unlock it. I just want to see if this works. Hey, Siri. Yes. Because <laughs> right, sometimes it's different voice. Hey, Siri. Are there working anyone else's? Cool. <laughs> okay, here we go. Last one. Hey, Siri, set an alarm for 5 a.m. <laughs> uh, uh, Siri didn't like that. I've got, I've got one here, though. Yes, uh, I've... I'm waking myself up at 5am, uh, but it's very funny, our kids uh, discovered me setting reminders and alarms on our phone, and they, uh, so I thought, and kind of was roughly proven here, that Siri only works for certain voices, it kind of should be learning your voice, uh, but my kids discovered that their voices also work with my Siri, and uh, it's the cutest thing when you walk in and Lucy, I can't even do her voice properly, but the iPad or the phone is sitting on the bed. She's like, hey, Siri, hey, Siri, what's you doing today? <laughs> uh, all, all, all three of them just like, trying to get Siri to say funny things and uh, they think it's hilarious. But then we went into Aldi. I, I love Aldi. Um, I'm not a paid employee. This is not a plug. I just love the simplicity and... It's a lot quieter than the other ones. And, but we, we went in with the kids and they had been playing with Siri for the week or two beforehand. And we go around, who's familiar with Siri? Uh, sorry, Audi. And you know how it's all kind of automated. If they want to do a new checkout, they press a button and then there's kind of, it rings around the checkout saying move to this aisle or this checkout. And, and then the rest of the store, it's calling the employees down and saying checkout three or aisle three. And... Uh, so that reminder in a female voice pops up going, uh, check out three, check out three. And our kids will pipe up and go, 
what's Siri doing here? <laughs> and because Siri doesn't really decipher uh, what they're saying a lot and you get a lot of, sorry, I do not understand from Siri, uh, Toby starts piping up, I do not understand as we're, as we're zipping around Aldi doing some shopping. Kids' wisdom, huh? Uh, but twice this week, uh, continuing the theme of kids' wisdom as we're uh, just a bit of a light-hearted approach, uh, twice this week Toby said to me that he can't say he is sorry because he needs some water for his tummy or for his throat. Uh, and then, so yesterday he did it again. He did something I, I can't remember because I've got a short memory and I'm full of grace. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what he did, but I asked him to say sorry uh, to me for not listening or hitting me or something. I don't know what it was. Uh, and he, he said the same thing. He said, I can't say sorry. I need, I need water for my tummy. And, uh, and then it just kind of disappeared. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Kids listen to me and obey my commands. And, yeah. Uh, and then about two minutes later, he kind of just wanders back in, sipping his drink bottle. I'm sorry, Daddy. <laughs> so he, he remembered, he just really genuinely, in his wisdom, he needed some water to be able to say sorry. Uh, but he didn't need the water to say he can't say he's sorry. <laughs> and he needs some water to describe why he needs the water. Uh, it's many more words than saying sorry. Uh, we also went to the beach yesterday and on the way back uh, a, an ambulance passed us, we had to pull over and as it's kind of streaming down the road with the lights and sirens in front of us, Toby inquires, oh, is that going to a fire? Is there, is there a house on fire? And I'm like, no, no, it's a, it's a fire engine. So, or maybe did someone do a vomit? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the wisdom of a four-year-old and uh, I think it's kind of nice that's the extension of how much sickness he's really seen. Uh, that's his understanding and uh, we'll, we'll try and keep it there as, as long as we can. Uh, and from the Facebook file uh, we shared on Facebook over a year ago when we were in our previous house, again, Toby is the, the uh, theme of wisdom in our house. Uh, he was on the trampoline with our two daughters and uh, one of them complained that he was kicking and said, Stop, stop kicking me. And he said, I'm not kicking. I'm pushing with my two feet. <laughs> he's going to be trouble when he's older. I think we might send him to the law school or debating club or something. So back to the series, The Good Life. In uh, week one, we talked about Apply Now, that Solomon, to get wisdom and as a key person, uh, uh, that Proverbs is based on his wisdom, he applied now, he asked God to get wisdom. And the second week, last week, it's about read the pattern, understanding that wisdom is wound through the fabric of creation and it has a moral aspect to it, a series of cause and effect patterns. And Siri, just, uh, something I said there activated Siri. My, f yeah, Vengeance. Uh, and today is about life hacks, and we'll be coming back to that soon. So last week in talking about Read the Pattern, uh, introduced and talked about chokmah, which is the Hebrew word for wisdom. It has a deeper meaning than what we might think of wisdom in the English language. And 
there, there are a couple of parts to it. There's the moral attribute, which I touched on just before. And that is in time, as we read the pattern of chokmah, of wisdom through creation, we see that our lives and history tend towards justice. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. Well, that was the moral aspect of Hokmar, and today I want to talk about the second part, which is Hokmar as a skill. Hokmar is not just knowledge. Wisdom is not just knowledge, it is a skill, and it's really important to understand this. Solomon's craftsman, Solomon was responsible for building the temple of God. David did the plans for it, Solomon built it, and his craftsmen were described as having Hokmar which referenced not just their knowledge, but also their skills and abilities to create the amazing things that were in this temple. And for us, it's not just about knowing the pattern we talked about last week, it's that we use it and apply it. And as we do, we can craft our life the same way a stonemason can chisel a statue out of a big boulder. We can craft together the good life. When we do that, we're taking the raw material that is my life, that is your life, and designing a good life by chiseling it out according to the pattern of Hokmah, according to wisdom and justice, integrity, hard work, diligence, patience, and so on. Hokmah is about the applied ability to take wisdom and then do something with it. It's not just here knowledge, it's a very practical skill. And we can't separate the moral component that we had last week from the practical. The two are intertwined. So on to the life hacks. And I've shared in the last couple of weeks that Proverbs isn't just a bunch of one-liners. And I think it's reflective, as I said, that I was expecting to talk about more of the one-liners. But as I dug deeper into the themes and understanding of Proverbs for myself, that to move into the one-liners, it's really important to understand the, the themes and the bigger picture of wisdom. If we apply now for wisdom and can read the pattern of Hokmah in our world, <clears throat> then we have the foundation to read the rest of the book of Proverbs and the one-liners in the right context. We can then have the wisdom basis and foundation to understand and apply them in what we might know as life hacks which are easily memorised tidbits to make life easier or better. Using Hokmah, we can approach the rest of Proverbs and hack and shape our life with the series of life hacks that are there. So, before we go any further, I just want to ask a couple of people what your favourite life hack might be. Uh, who's watched the life hack videos on YouTube, on Facebook? Uh, one, one that I... Uh, picked up and used quite heavily as uh, ball clips or foldable clips you get uh, for handling cords for phones and chargers and headphones. I've got about three or four of them attached on my standing desk at work in various places. So uh, every week, every morning, come in, put the laptop down, plug, plug, plug. The headphone jack is always uh, at the right spot. I've got a headphone extension. It's just right there, nice and neat and tidy. Uh, so that that's me. Uh, does anyone else can think of while well, I've been saying that <clears throat> within walking distance a, a life hack that they might want to share? Maybe it's a family thing that your family does that no one else does, but it's just really smart and clever. The way you set up your desk, something at home, mind blank, any volunteers? 
Sorry? Bread clip underneath the songs and they break. Uh, yeah, I've seen that one, yeah. Uh, yep, if the, the, the plug, I've got a, uh, a friend that started an online business selling the, the plugs to, to fix that, but yeah, if the plug breaks out the top of your, or any of the points of the song, you can use the bread clip there, and Brennan shared uh, the banana one, uh, opening a banana like a monkey does, then you get rid of, open it the other end, get rid of the black bit, and uh, it just it doesn't smush the end. So these are what we might know as life hacks, small things that uh, together can make our life a little bit easier and a little bit simpler. But the book of Proverbs aren't the typical life hacks that we might come to come across on Lifehacker. Anyone been on a Lifehacker website, BuzzFeed, uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest? They are a series, and as we talked about last week, they are a pattern. And if we start from reading the pattern, then we can start the life hacking effectively. If we try to do it on our own, just from the single verses, without applying for wisdom, without the Holy Spirit guiding us, then they are just life hacks that won't work in isolation. And it's about having chokmah, or wisdom, to know which one to apply when. There's a famous pair of proverbs right next to each other that seem to offer uh, opposite advice. Proverbs 26.4 says, Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. Makes sense, right? There are some people who actually who aren't looking to improve or change in their world. And sometimes they're just so foolish, it's not worth getting into a conversation with them at all. They're not looking to learn. They're not open-minded. You're just going to get drawn into a stupid debate that just goes round and round. So you just don't even bring it up with them. Anyone got one of those in their world? I won't ask you to point, um, I mean, uh, name them. Just kidding. There's no one here like that. The, but the very next line is uh, 26 5. Verse 5, answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Immediately after. Tells you the opposite thing. Answer the fool, tell him that he's wrong and that he shouldn't do or say the thing that he did or said, or else they will go on thinking that they are right and it's an okay thing to say or do. So, what do you do? Are you supposed to answer a fool according to his folly? or not answer a fool according to his folly. Well, that's where Proverbs are more than a single life hack. It's a collection, and there's a pattern to them. You also need Hokmah to know which proverb is relevant in which situation, because sometimes it might mean the exact opposite response. If you've got a bit of wisdom, a bit of Hokmah, then we need to understand the person and the situation and... Uh, they might be a fool, but they might be a fool that is on a journey to learning and openness. But sometimes we, we need a bit of wisdom to read that and to figure out the situation and the context and know which, which one they might respond to or not. It might sound strange, but we actually have very similar in our culture. I'm just going to go through a series of uh, proverbs in our language or our culture that you might be familiar with. Above all, to thine own self be true. But when in Rome, do as the Romans do. 
they, you know, the, the kind of modern or cultural wisdom, but they say the exact opposite things. It's never too late to learn. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Good things come in small packages. The bigger, the better. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. There's no point in beating a dead horse. Two's company, three's a crowd. The more, the merrier. Do it well or not at all. Half a loaf is better than none. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Better safe than sorry. Out of sight, out of mind. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Many hands make light work. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Actions speak louder than words. The pen is mightier than the sword. See, I've heard it described that uh, Proverbs is like a uh, pocket full of change. It's easier than holding them all. We don't really use change that much anymore. Uh, for those of you that might not really be familiar, these are coins. Uh, sometimes if you pay with the paper slash plastic uh, and it's not the exact amount, you might get some of these back. Um, in some countries, they're, they're different colours and different shapes, but it's like proverbs can be a pocket full of change. In one situation, you might pay with 50 cents. Uh, but the other situation, you might need a different coin and, because it's a different answer for that context. And there's a 20 cents and uh, there's a few more coins there. But it's a pocket full of change. They're not an answer, one, one thing for a, a, each situation. You pull it out and apply each one depending on what the situation requires. Now, there are a number of proverbs that are the one-liners, as mentioned. They start in Proverbs 10 and, and go through to the end of the book. And they have a whole creative diversity in their form. Many of them are like a saying, be like this, don't be like that. And a lot of them just say, Here how, here's how life is, and just statement of the patterns of life. Proverbs 15.4, <clears throat> the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Here's how it is. It's just saying people who speak kindly are like this and people who speak badly are like that. But what's interesting is that Proverbs isn't actually telling you how to speak. It's just telling you how it is. And the chokmah, the wisdom, is how to apply that in my life and knowing that I need to dig into that. Here's a few following. Uh, verse 5, a fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. It's not saying obey your parents, it's saying pick and choose. You can shape, you can hack, you can cause and create the good life by choosing, using wisdom to choose the right path. The house of the righteous contains a great treasure, but the income of the wicked brings ruin. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the hearts of fools are not upright. Do you want to be the lips of the wise or do you want to have the heart of a fool? It's your choice. Here's how life is. It's up to you and me to read the pattern, to decide and to act on it. It's not just about knowing, it's about applying and doing. Again, it's the skill aspect of Hokmah, growing an ability to shape our life. But to offer some contrast, Proverbs isn't only about life hacking. 
is being aware that when you're doing chokmah, when you're living in wisdom, you're honouring and humbling yourself, not before a force, but before the person of God who has set the patterns in our world. Ask George to come up. And that's where we need to be. To begin to be wise, we need to humble ourselves and recognise that we don't have all the answers. Our world is about knowledge, but Jesus is about yielding to him and acknowledging that we need him in our life. No matter how smart, no matter how wise you are or you're not, he extends a hand to us. And this morning, I just want to provide an opportunity to accept Jesus, to accept relationship with Him and to humble ourselves. And maybe you have gone through life and uh, to this point and tried to do it on your own, do it in your own patterns and it's not working for whatever reason. And you know there's something more. Maybe you have done that and then you've kind of walked away, you, you've come to Jesus and you walked away and things are kind of breaking down and you just need some answers and you've thought that you have the answers and you go your own way. And it's time to acknowledge and humble yourself before Jesus and say, I don't have all the answers. I need to come back to you. I just ask everybody to close their eyes across this room. So in a moment, just provide an opportunity to humble yourself and say, Jesus, I need you. I want relationship with you. I want to know about these hacks, but I'm more importantly just want to surrender myself, accept the forgiveness of sins, knowing that there is no price to it. There is nothing I need to earn to do it. against popular wisdom that say you need to climb, you need to earn, you need to work hard to earn things. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. He freely gives grace. He freely gives us an opportunity for relationship with Him. All we have to do is Acknowledge that we need Him and ask Him into a relationship. So if you've never done that before or you have done that before and you've been walking in your own wisdom and your own patterns and you realise it's just not working, you need to come back. The beginning of wisdom is humbling yourself. The fear of the Lord and the reverence and knowing that we need God to do that. We need Jesus. So if you want to accept for the first time or coming back to Him, I just ask you to raise your hand nice and high. And then at the end of the service, we have a couple of people up the front who would love to pray with you and to share about next steps and just to acknowledge. So if you want to make that decision and say, I want to make that prayer, I want to take that step this morning, just lift your hand nice and high this morning. Love to pray as a group and then people look after you and help you with next steps. There's anybody. Cool, just going to pray for us all this morning. 
Just ask everybody to stand from just a physical act of readiness. Just, I, I know I need wisdom in my world. And if you need wisdom, just lift your hands this morning. Just close your eyes. Just look to, look to God as the source of all wisdom. His Holy Spirit has a gift of wisdom. And just pray right now that His Holy Spirit is pouring out wisdom on our community and our lives. Thank you, Jesus, you're pouring out wisdom for reading the pattern. Thank you that we have applied for wisdom. And as we read the pattern, we have the wisdom to know which is the right answer. Do we say something? Do we not say something? Thank you, your wisdom and chokmah is with us to help us building the good life. Thank you for an outpouring of wisdom in finances, in relationships, in work, in family, in our speech, in how we treat those around us. That this week we go forth and we're making decisions and doing things and just checking What's the Holy Spirit telling us? What's the wise thing to do in this situation? Be with us and guide us, Holy Spirit. Thank you for wisdom being poured out. Just ask you all to be seated just for another couple of minutes. Now, to finish the series on wisdom and Proverbs, there is an important idea to cover to make sure we understand the summary of wisdom literature in the Bible. I've been talking about the good life, and it isn't a theme that only applies in the book of Proverbs. We need to look, it's an overarching idea when we consider all of the wisdom literature. There's the book of Ecclesiastes and the book of Job, and they have angles on wisdom and the good life. Proverbs is like the young lady, uh, the young teacher, Lady Wisdom, that we encountered in the first week, sharing advice and wisdom about the world. But Ecclesiastes speaks up and says, Excuse me, Proverbs? It does sometimes work like that, but can I just point out A, B, C, and D, where it might be a bit the opposite? And then Job says, Well, yeah, that was me. I'm the old guy. That happened to me. It uh, didn't work out for me. And here's what I've learned from that. It's a whole collection of wisdom we need to understand altogether, which all leads to the good life and understanding wisdom as a whole. The Bible Project uh, has some great material on wisdom and the three books. And I've just cut together from one of theirs at this shortened video. Uh, giving a succinct explanation of this. So let's turn to the screen. There are three books in the Bible that have come to be called the wisdom literature, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. And all of these books are addressing the same set of questions. What kind of world are we living in? And what does it look like to live well in this world? So how to be good at life. Yeah. 
So each of these books tackles these questions from a unique perspective, and it's important to understand all of them to get a fully biblical perspective on the good life. So as a thought experiment, you could actually imagine each of these books as a person. So Proverbs would be like this brilliant young teacher, and Ecclesiastes the sharp middle-aged critic, and Job would be this weathered old man who's seen a lot in his day. But when I think of the book of Proverbs, I think of the collection of sayings, the Proverbs themselves. Tell me about those. Yeah, those are what you find in chapters 10 on to the end of the book. It's a collection of hundreds and hundreds of proverbs about any and all aspects of life. And Chokmah gets applied to them, resulting in this wise guidance to help you find a path towards success in no matter what you do. If I design my life with these sayings, life is going to be good. Yeah, or as Proverbs puts it, it'll give health to your bones, prosperity, a long, rich life. Which is a really big claim. But you can see how it's often the case. Wise people, they tend to do better. Things usually work out well for them in life. And so that is the promise and the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is really beautiful. But if we take a step back, some people would argue it's a little too simplistic. Because sometimes horrible things happen to really wise people and sometimes foolish people get rewarded. It doesn't always work the way we think it should work. That's right, which is why we need to go and listen to our next wise friend, Ecclesiastes the Critic, because he's wrestled with that very problem and he's going to push us further in our journey to find the good life. Cool, so it's hearing all these three voices and hearing all of these three that we become truly wise. And it's a surprising message of the wisdom books in the Bible. There's nothing else like them. As I said earlier, I started the series thinking I might talk more about the short Proverbs through the whole book. Uh, but I've been on a journey to discover and understand that Proverbs and wisdom are from a, a whole other angle and a, a much bigger theme. So my encouragement to you is go and explore your strange Bible and understand wisdom. And uh, there's a teaser there about carrying this forward into Ecclesiastes. And uh, so hopefully through the last three weeks, you've been inspired and motivated, uh, led to explore uh, wisdom, explore Proverbs a little bit more. And if you want to take it further, there's Ecclesiastes for you to continue the story. Thanks, Chris. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. Let's give him a hand. Thank you for that great series.